Well, hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind and today I am really excited to be introducing you to not one but two very special guests. Today we're going to be joined by Steve Wiltshire and Mandy Mitchell. Now, the reason I'm pulling these two amazing individuals in to speak to you all is because Steve is an international trainer focusing on mindset to help people in the direct selling MLM party plan and network marketing marketing industries to further themselves and to grow up top leaders. Now, the thing I love about Steve is he's been in this industry uh, as an entrepreneur since he was 17. And this is something I can really resonate with being in the industry myself from just 14 years old. So I love everything that Steve speaks about. I love the fact that he is so passionate about not only growing a successful business for himself, but most importantly, about helping others to do exactly that. Steve gives so much amazing, amazing information during this episode, and I know that you are going to be inspired and motivated after hearing him speak, and you're going to look at the areas in your business that you can really grow yourself right now. So I'm really excited for you to hear from him today. Now, Mandy is in the industry. Mandy is somebody who I know is uh, so many of you are going to resonate with. She's such a beautiful soul and somebody who has been through what I feel many of our listeners are going through right now. That feeling of I'm a mum, I have responsibility, and I'm too scared and don't feel like I've got what it takes to grow a successful business, let alone where to start. Well, Mandy has walked that road herself and she shares that journey openly and honestly. She's also built a very successful business and she teaches today social media to those people that need to grow a business using this incredible online tool. Mandy is passionate about what social media can do. And most importantly, she's passionate about and extremely skilled at growing online communities. And during this episode, Mandy speaks about how to grow an online community that builds all important relationships that grow your business. So I know you're going to love this episode. I absolutely recommend you get that pen and paper out because these two amazing individuals drop a load of gold nuggets along the way that you are going to want to jot down. So get ready, tune on in and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm super excited about this interview today because I'm not joined by just one very special guest. I'm joined by two very special guests today, and I know that you're going to love to hear not only their stories, but the amazing wisdom that they are going to impart on us today. So I would love to introduce you to Steve Wiltshire and Mandy Mitchell. Welcome on in, guys. Yay. Thank you for having us. Such a pleasure. And I'm super excited to have you guys here. I have had the pleasure of chatting with you and getting to know you over the last few weeks. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear a little bit from you today. So um, how about we start with you, Steve? Do you want to share with everybody? First of all, spend a moment and acknowledge the work that you're doing. You and your husband are so funny. I have had (laughs) so much fun watching your youtube channel and noticing you you really bring a lot of fun into serious subjects 
And um, your podcast, a great resource for any organization that really wants to support their team. In fact, I'm going to be talking about that today. The, the promoter, you know, the promoter just saves so much time by sharing other resources. They have more time for family and life and great podcast, great place for everybody to be. You're doing great work, my friend, making a huge, huge difference in this industry and the world at large. I acknowledge you. Oh, thank you, Steve. Well, look, we have a lot of fun doing this and uh, Greg and I certainly, a sense of humour um, is is a really big part of not just our relationship but what we do and I think I explained to you no. that, that that's our, essentially our go-to to, to help you know, build the relationship with people, which is great. And we love that. So uh, plus we're Australian. Let's face it, all Australians have got a very dry, sarcastic <laughs> sense of humour. <laughs> I love it. I, I have to say, though, I like that you guys appreciate it because um, I've got to pull myself back and restrain a little when I speak, I find, to a lot of, and we, we speak with many people in the US these days and they don't all understand that dry, sarcastic sense of humour. And there are times where things that I say tongue-in-cheek get taken rather seriously and I have to pull Well, we need to get a life. We need to lighten <laughs> up, right? <laughs> well, let's have a bit of fun today and uh, certainly <laughs> we will. we'll, we'll bring the sense of humour into the episode, sister. So yes, we will, for sure. <laughs> Look, you, I love the fact you've been an entrepreneur since you were 17 years old. You've been in the direct selling industry yourself for many years, you've held over 5,000 events, which I'm sure you'll tell everybody a little bit about. And in addition to that, you yourself had, now let me get this right, a you built a $19 million year while in the industry. Did I get that right? Yeah, right. Um, re really transitioned early 2000. So the last uh, four years, didn't quite hit that $20 million, but $19 million the last four years. Yeah, you have to give, give that a harder go, won't you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. How, how have you got to where you are today? Who is Steve? Uh, mm. Let's tell our listeners a little bit about your journey. Yeah, you know, I started uh, the industry at 17 years old, and uh, kind of the joke with my family was I couldn't hold a job, and I just didn't like working for someone else and i used to say to my mom and dad i just I, it's not fun like i i and that my mom was like you gotta hold a job i mean you're not gonna if you, you can't do that you know work at a restaurant hold a job then what are you gonna do with your life well a friend of mine jumped into direct sales um, my high school year and i thought you know what a great way to learn how to get comfortable doing presentations getting in front of people and uh the truth is i failed miserably the first five months. I really struggled. But good fortune brought me this incredible leader that tucked me under my wing and under her wings. And she had a leading organization in our company. And uh, I mean, she didn't even know me. And a month later, she's coming to my graduation. You know, this just speaks volumes, right? And so I remember calling her one day and just saying, I am out of leads. I have tried everything i'm just it's just not working for me and she said would you plan on leaving i said well no but how do i like create leads and she said well steve i've invited you to go on several events and what's kept you from going that's how you're going to learn the, the the business a shadowing and i remember my you know young mentality i was like wow this is just like learning an instrument right or just like learning a role in a play and i thought 
why don't I just need to go on events? So I went on eight events within about two weeks and all of a sudden things started changing for me. And at the time I started college, I was working 35 hours a week at a, in a restaurant and I just started blowing up my business and personal sales and personal sponsoring and um, ended up getting to the end of the year. And I can just tell all of you listening that I don't know that I ever felt that confident in my life, you know, being able to go to college and do the business. And the more I did the business, the less I enjoy college. And so that's when everything started to uh, turn around for me. And um, I eventually became a top recruiter for my company by the time I was 20, continued that pathway and then started building a strong organization. And when we look at this industry, it really comes down to three words, right? What we believe, right? Our philosophy, how we approach people and also systems. And so I have a question for all of you, like what is your main force of building a business? What's your main focus? It's always got to be practice. Do you, don't you find that we live in a time where people want to wing it? And it's just like being in, in a play, having a role in a play. You practice, practice, and then you let go of it the night before and you step into it. And uh, it's not what you, what you learn. It's definitely what you practice. So yeah, I hired my first coach uh, in 1998. And I remember um, having this experience unlike anything else in my life. And she asked me these questions I'd never thought of. And all of a sudden I'm writing a book and then I'm writing another book and then I'm getting a certification and coaching. And then I'm going through Tony Robbins speaking program. And after about two and a half years, I didn't really know that it would really work, but I just kept on it. And uh, none of my leaders knew. And all of a sudden I started this coaching practice and the speaking company in 2003 and ended up hiring several coaches and it just kind of took a life of its own. And now we've been um, very successfully helping thousands of leaders in our million dollar protege leadership program, build thriving teams. And it's been just the, the joy of my life. Awesome. And I love hearing, you know, I, again, I've had a chance to speak with both of you multiple times and the, there, there are some people where you can you not just hear, but you can feel the passion in what they do. And it's, it's like that with you guys. So, um, I'm, I love what you do. I love that you are so passionate yeah. about this industry and, uh, and that you're passionate about helping others as well to grow thriving, successful businesses. So, I can't wait for you to give a little bit of, uh, I guess, some some tips and tricks, et cetera, today uh, for our listeners to, to take on. Can board. I ask you a question? Yeah. When, when you, when COVID hit in 2020, I had 68 events scheduled mm. and all of a sudden that was taken away from me. They canceled and rescheduled and then several canceled and I can't tell you how much I missed the in-person experience yeah. yep. is taking people through that six and a half, seven hour day of how to transform their life and how to transform their business. And what was it like for you? Oh, uh, look, we were the same. We, we went from a period of at that stage, we were every weekend, uh, we were flying interstate to an event. And so we'd yeah. done six weeks in a row. Um, as you know, we've got four kids. So we would fly out on the Friday uh, we'd get back on the Sunday and then we would do it all again the next weekend. We did six weeks yeah. in a row and we had another 
four weeks lined up when lockdown happened here, which would have been um, a different time, I think, to you guys, but it was about March, a couple of years ago now. And we, my husband just had a feeling. So Greg sort of went, look, something's going down. I need to set up a studio at home. And so he called a friend and, and got him out. And in three days, they built a replica studio to this one inside of our shed, a little pod. And um, the day that they finished the work on it, the lockdown got announced. And so we were able, for the events that we were supposed to fly into, we were able to convert those those speaking events into online and still provide that's what that. We, that's what we did too. We did yeah. virtual events. Which was huge. But so the- many moving pieces, right? Yeah. Leaders meeting <laughs> with their teams and yeah. they're in their living rooms. And it was just absolutely crazy. But, oh it gosh, was a, it was such a, a beautiful a lot more time in a way because we saw a lot of people grow. So we got the chance mm-hmm. to see people forced into a situation where they had to take everything online. And we thought as the DSA um, and many others thought, there's going to be so many people just flop here. They're going to leave the business. It's not going to work. But the amount of people that rose up and actually embraced it um, just made my heart sing. It was just so beautiful to watch. And we got to be a part of that. But I miss in person so much. So we, we started wow. speaking in person again a few months ago at our first event where we actually got on one of those things with wings and we headed over to the event And as you know, we're heading over to Sydney and then the US and then to the Gold Coast all in consecutive weeks in three weeks' time. So we're going to be speaking at events all over, which is going to be really exciting to get back into seeing people face-to-face and being able to touch them in in the appropriate sense where you hug them. I mean, it's (laughs) Oh, yeah, when something's taken away, we really appreciate it, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's good because it's shown us how to be grateful for those things. But... I want to jump over to Mandy for a little sec. So, Mandy, you are in the, I want to say in the trenches, but that's the wrong, I feel like that makes it sound like you're, like, you are in the industry, right? You are working in direct sales at the moment. You are passionate about what you do. But most importantly, you've built a successful business utilizing social media and you're on teaching that to others as well. And I know that you're really passionate about others having a business in this space and being able to do that that beautiful work-life balance with family and and running a successful business and, and having it all. So do you want to share a little bit with everybody about your journey? I would love to. So Sam, I I started in direct sales over a decade ago, about 12 years ago. And a lot of people don't believe me when I tell them this, but back then I did not talk to people I didn't know. I am naturally a really introverted, what people would describe as shy type of a person. And at the time, having a direct sales business was really far out of my very small comfort zone. At the time, I was really looking to be a stay-at-home mom. My boys were toddlers at the time, and I loved the job that I worked, but there was no growth opportunity. I worked all the time. I would never make more money, and we were broke all the time, quite frankly. At At that time, I decided working all of this time, being away from my kids all of this time, it's not worth it. I want to be with my kids. I want to experience all the mom moments. And I knew that if I was to be a stay-at-home mom, I needed a reason 
to leave the house. I was so introverted then that if I did not have a really good reason that supported my family Mm. to leave the house, I wouldn't do it. Mm. I would socialize with my sisters, with a couple of friends that I've had since I was a teenager, and I would be a homebody. When I started direct sales, it was really to give me a little extra money and to help me meet new people and force me to get out of the house. And that's really fed my passion to help other people, other women especially, to know that they can start a direct sales business and make it fit whatever lifestyle they want it to fit. Not all people in direct sales want to have a million dollar company, want to walk across the stage. Not everyone has those large of goals. Some people want it just to give them new friendships, to help them grow as a human, Mm -hmm. to help them pay for the sports and activities that their kids want to do. And my goal and my passion is to really help each individual learn what they want their business to look like at this point in their life and to help them get there. Yeah, I love it. Because our businesses also change when our lives change, right? What started as a hobby for me, a way to get out of the house, turned into a full-time income quite quickly. Then it turned into a team-building income, and then it has grown from there. And I never imagined, you know, 12 years ago when I started that I would be on a podcast or coaching other people outside of my company or uh, doing webinars or any of that. But here I am. I love that. And I love that you're so honest as well about where you're at, because I think that this is such a common thing for so many. I'm going to say women out there. I know that there are certainly some men that, that go through that same experience, but I know for women that have got that, I'm going to call it in some, for some people, the mummy guilt factor, which is mm-hmm. I need to be a mum. Therefore, I need to put my career on hold in order to do that well. And, and you know, that that feeling of, of, of not, not feeling like you're a part of the community in a sense anymore because, you know, you're at that stage in your life. I think that's a really big thing and I love that you shared that, Mandy, and I know a lot of our listeners will probably hear that and go, right, well, but how did you get from there <laughs> to that stage where, you know, you were able to jump onto a podcast or, you know, speak to people at an event? And I'm sure that we'll get there in a moment as well. But Thank you for sharing that. So, Steve, I um, just want to jump to you for a sec. You're a mindset coach, and that is something that you, you've you used to help leaders time and time again grow in their business. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so let's have some fun with this. <laughs> um, I got a question for everybody listening. What is the number one goal, outcome, intention that you have for your business over the next year? What would you love to attract and make real in your life? How do we make that happen? Well, when you start to really strategize and start to get clarity, things start to happen, right? We have to get clear about what we want, why we want it. And then we need a strategy to make it happen. And if you don't know what you want and we don't know what we, why we want it, um, we broadcast confusion to the universe you know what we put out in thought circulates back in mind and like kind right 
thoughts held in mind duplicate in like kind. Where the mind goes, we tend to follow. And so the desire is the, I mean, I look back and think of like what it was like at 17 and 18 in direct sales. I never really knew what a goal was. I remember when my first um, leader invited me to go to a um, Zig Ziglar um, seminar. I said, yeah. what, what is a Zig Ziglar seminar? She said, oh, you don't know who Zig Ziglar is. <laughs> and that's what's so great about this industry, right? Mm. You make money while you are training, while you are growing your business. Mm. And that's the beautiful part of it. It's all self-development. And so desire is the beginning stage. And then vision is born from desire. Vision and desire are like heaven, right? Meaning it's very esoteric, but the intention is born from vision. And that's our ability to start to strategize and start to look at what's the blueprint? What's the roadmap going to look like? So manifestation, when you study manifestation, it's when desire and belief match. And often the desire isn't the difficult part. The belief is the difficult part. So when we start to design a strategy, and this is why I think when people have come into this industry and have a really great upline, often that is something that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. They're experiencing these small wins and these small wins elevate our belief. And that's mm -hmm. when we start to see things come to fruition. So Tony Robbins talks often about uh, the three S's, you know, the state of mind is the place that we want to be in, whether we want an ideal body or we want an ideal relationship, or we want to attract an ideal income or an ideal career. And when we see people on stage that have this state of mind that they're in, but the story that we tell ourselves is usually the thing that gets in the way and we make it true, but it's not true. Mm -hmm. But when we believe it, that's what will manifest. And the strategy is what changes the story. So uh, it's, it's fun stuff, you know, helping people start to elevate. I call it, you know, the frontal lobe is a very powerful part of our brain. It's 40% of a human being's brain. And um, I call it the, the free will gift from, the, from our creator. And scientists say that it has the ability of a trillion megabytes and most human beings are walking around with 2000 and think about our industry. Like that's what we do. We help people shift their thinking. We elevate the consciousness in, in humanity. Such a, a powerful it. point you make there, Steve. And, and this industry is, you know, like a, we've, we've talked about that passion for this industry and what it does for people, but it's not about the money as much, much as it is about that personal growth. So I love that you bring that up because some of the most unbelievably, I guess, enlightened individuals that I've met over the last uh, 20 years have been people that have come from this industry because of the oh, amazing training. Spots. It's so true, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to come back to Mandy uh, for a moment. Now, Mandy, you're obviously working in the industry. You've grown a successful business. You've utilized social media to do that. And you've talked about decisions. You've talked about how you made that decision yourself uh, to step out of that comfort zone. Can you share a little bit about, you know, what would be uh, a really important decision for people to make that want to be successful in this industry? I love this question, Sam. And Quite frankly, if I was to say there's one thing that direct sellers need to master to grow currently, it is social media. The way that our industry is growing, it is, our industry is growing in a way that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. 
And you guys touched on COVID and the pandemic a little bit earlier in the podcast. And like you said, Sam, so many people just grew and our industry grew greatly through COVID, through the pandemic. And I love that people are growing on social media. Mm. They're learning how to master social media in a way that allows them to work their business in small chunks of time a day. So their business is no longer taking over their life. Mm. They are working their business around the life that they are designing. And we have, we'll have a free gift for everyone at the end of this podcast. And that free gift is going to give you a blueprint on how to master social media. Mm -hmm. And that's the number one thing everyone can do. Master social media, grow a business where you can connect with people all over the world, not just in your local area. Yeah. Awesome. So we've, we've spoken a little bit about COVID and, uh, you know, that, that big change that happened. I think everyone's probably, you know, <laughs> so overhearing about this, but I do want to just touch on, um, Steve, the fact that we had all of these changes happen and we were really used to doing things a certain way, particularly it's industry that's been around for decades. And, you know, everyone sort of was in a bit of a routine of this is just what I do. But in the last two years, we've all had to, and sorry to use that overused word, but we've all had to pivot and and change what we're doing. So in your experience with all the people that you're working with now, because again, you're working with so many top leaders across many companies in the direct selling industry, what are you noticing is working for them now? Yeah, you know, first of all, I, I will never forget what happened to me and probably the same thing with you, Sam, right, in March of 2020 my phone blew up, <clears throat> excuse me, it blew up. And you know, I'm, I'm used to going to the gym every day, that closed, everything just changed. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm on the phone like 12, 14 hour days, like talking to clients and members that I hadn't talked to for years. And they were so in the state of fear at yeah. the beginning, like, what do I do? What do I do? And especially those that were very much engaged in personal mm-hmm. or I'll say live business, right? Whether it was a trade show or a party or having events, they were having a difficult time. But I watched everything just shift so quick. I mean, we had courses, Mandy and our other, one of our other coaches and I have done, you know, hundreds of webcasts. And so we ended up just starting to look at like, what can we do to help people? like you like we just started looking at excuse me what can we do to help people we even started an online community like a complimentary online community for leaders to help them pivot during covid but our industry was phenomenal i mean we in indirectly took business from retailers business from online companies what does that mean you know retailers are sending out emails with sales you know um, online businesses are sending out emails and texts about buying something. We, I don't have my phone with me, but we picked up that phone and we sent text messages to customers saying, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? Are you working from home now? How are your kids? We know the heart of mm. how to connect with people. And it was like this magic yep. that happened. I mean, we have this built-in matrix network to feed off people. 
And I couldn't believe the numbers of, I mean, we became the entertainment. You know, a lot of network marketers, I think, don't often see the value of virtual events. Manny's going to talk about that in a little bit, but you can make anything fun. And that's what I acknowledged you about in the beginning, Sam, right? Like how you can make social media super fun and make any serious um, subject super fun. And we do know the number one decision direct sellers can make right now is to master social media. I had, um, I've had hundreds of um, people that have hired me, leaders that have had challenges with their being up and down in their businesses. And, um, and a lot of new leaders, or we'll say leaders with modest teams that had been not really had support from uplines. And I kind of started talking about this earlier, that the number one decision leaders can make to build a thriving team is to be a promoter. And maybe I didn't mention that earlier, but like what I know, I'm going to be promoting a lot of Sam's trainings because they give, they support leaders in seeing that they don't have to do everything. We're either the, we're either the trainer or we're the creator or we're the promoter. And the greatest decision a leader can make in our industry is to be an extraordinary promoter. So let's shed some light on that. We know we train, right? We train. And how well do leaders do, or you do, leaders listening, at leading people to training? Your upline, your company, are you aware of that? You know, do you have a, a tech service like Scipio or project broadcast, you know, it's the greatest way to lead people to great training. We onboard. Um, I think a lot of leaders want to actually take on a lot of those roles. And so that's why they work these excessive hours. And in onboarding, what's your upline have? What's the company have in place? Now we know no one's going to coach them through it, but do you promote that? Opportunity events. We live in an instant access world mm. and we can record really great well, there were uh, recordings of great messages that share the business opportunity. I'm not talking about a three or five minute video. I'm talking about somebody that expresses interest. And you're saying, hey, last week, or I have a great video that shares the story of XYZ company, what we're all about. Mm -hmm. And it could give you an opportunity to sit down, watch it. And would you like me to send it to you? Absolutely. When will you listen to it or watch it? Friday night. Great. I'll send it to you. And how about if we circle back? But when you start to really think through that mindset of the promoter, um, you know, there's really five activities. We train, we sponsor, we onboard, we coach. And that's the thing that no upline is going to do for you. And then there's often with companies, leadership development. Mm. And so I, I love to help people create a leveraged life. And I have found that clients can just go from 60 hours a week to a good 30, 35 hours a week by just leveraging social media, leveraging what each one of you two do super well at, which is social media. And it's, um, don't you love coaching? I love helping people. And I, I, I love what you've brought up there too, Steve. There's two things you mentioned. I just want to circle back to the first thing you said, which mm -hmm. was that 
when when everything changed instead of selling instead of jumping straight to promoting which is what all the retail businesses were doing you guys reached out and you made it about building the relationship and i just want to stop on that for a sec and the importance and the power of that because this is what makes our business so special mm. you know we've got something in this industry that others don't have and that's relationship and mm. uh, one of the things that we repeat, I feel like, till we're blue in the face because I want people to get this and I just want them to, to hear what you said there is the fact that people are not buying your product from you. They're buying you. And when you uh, build that relationship, when you make that relationship more important than the product that you're selling, the sales, the team, all of that will become a result of that relationship building. And so, you know, I think a lot of people put that pressure on themselves to be constantly selling, which is can be scary because you end up having to face the fact that from time to time you're going to get a no and that no feels like a rejection. But if you lead with the relationship and just connecting, then selling happens as a byproduct rather than the thing that you're leading with. So I really, really love that. The other thing that I noticed as well, Steve, that you were talking about was the fact that, and those leaders listening and those that aspire to be a leader hear this, you you are not going to be successful if you try to be everything. And, yes. and this, I'm a true believer of, and this is why we pull guests into this podcast, and, you know, Mandy, you teach social media and I teach so social media. Some people could look at that and go, hey, this is competitive. What's going on here? But <laughs> there are different people that have got different skills and strengths. And I remember Richard Branson said he doesn't hire people uh, for anything other than uh, to fill the gap where he needs someone to be better than him. So he hires people better than he is in a particular area because he knows he can't be all to everyone. So I really love that, Steve. I love the fact that you're talking about leaning into yeah, other true. people's skills. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, can you believe the virtual events? Like, you know, I have clients that have million, multi-million dollar teams that still are doing a weekly virtual event with five hosts and hitting $3,500 to $5,000 40 events, massive people shadowing them. And I remember when I just said, you know what? Why not jump in? Why not do it? I get it that you don't do a lot of personal business because you're leading, but this is the easiest way to leverage your time and have had expansive growth. And But going right back to it, the essence itself is relationship building and creating these extraordinary experiences for people, just like themes, right? Yeah. It's been phenomenal. This industry is just blowing up. And, you know, frankly, keeping um, the world in a democracy, Free enterprise. Yeah. And and this is it. You know, we've, <laughs> interestingly, we've just been trying to hire some staff and it's getting harder and harder to do that now because people realize that having your own business is not as hard as it once was. And certainly what I do and what you guys do, well, not so much you, Mandy, because you're in the industry now, but, you know, running a business where you don't have a company supporting you and doing the marketing for you and providing you with all of this incredible yeah, training. Right is really tough. And there are times I look at it and go, man, I, you know, I kind of, sometimes I just wish I was back in the industry on the ground running. And I get a little jealous when we go to a conference, you probably feel the same way, Steve, I'm sure when you're, you're speaking to all these people and you're looking at them in their seats going, 
you know, in some way, I kind of wish I was sitting in that seat over there right now and I was able to absorb all of this amazingness. Yeah. So I want to come back to you, Mandy, for a moment. You're such a good interviewer, great recapper, like great, valuable, um, helping people deepen the understanding so they can forward the action. Well done. Yeah. So, Mandy, I, I want to talk to you now about communities because you mm-hmm. are really passionate about and very, very good at building thriving online communities. So, do you want to share with us a little we bit about Rockstar Community? Yeah. So, I want to talk about this. Share with us a little bit about how you do this and uh, and what's working right now. The number one thing in building an online community is building a community, not a VIP group. And we've all heard VIP group, VIP group, VIP group across the industry. All I would venture all of the companies train mm-hmm. VIP group. The difference, and I know there are people listening thinking, what is the difference? Yeah. The difference is a VIP group is an advertisement. It's a place people go to shop. It's a place people go when they need your product. Mm-hmm. A community A community is also a private group, but in a community, people are going there for the value. I love that. You're looking at, and you guys touched on this really well, you're looking on building relationships, Mm -hmm. building connection, providing value, knowing who your ideal customer is, who you're trying to attract to that community, and then you build you build relationship, you build connection, you build trust with them. Mm-hmm. We are at a time, a time in our industry where people and in the world, people do not shop with someone just because they shop with someone because they trust that person, mm-hmm. because they like that person. And you nailed it when you said you have to sell yourself first. Mm-hmm. People are not buying your product. They're buying you. That's what the online community is about, to build that relationship, to build that connection, to provide value to people without them having to pay you money. Because when people have to pay you money to get any value from you, they feel used. Yeah. That's why in a good online community, you are directly discussing your product or your company maybe 10% of the time. The rest of the time, you're feeding what your ideal customer wants in information and in education and positivity, and you're making this great environment where people come because they love it there. Every time they get on social media, what they want to do is to see what's happening in your community. Yeah. What they want to know is, what did you post? Who's talking in there? What's happening? And what that does is it keeps you in the front mm. of a person's mind. So when, they, when they're ready to shop, because everyone listening, think how often do people shop with you yeah. in a year? In most companies, it's a few times a year. But we want them when they think of, oh, I need more of this product. We want you to come to mind, not the product. Because let's face it, Every single direct sales company out there, every single multi-level marketing company out there, people can get replacements for our products at stores. Yeah. They may not be the same quality and I can, most of the time they're not the same quality, right? But they're easy to get. Yeah. 
So if we don't build really strong relationships with people, when they need that makeup or hair product or vitamins or candles, we need them to think about the person, mm -hmm. not the product, because the product takes them to Target, takes them to Amazon, takes them to your company website, not to you directly. Yeah. So it's all about relationship building. Yeah, I love that. That's so powerful. I love what you're saying as well as about about community versus VIP group. And that's a, even for me, that's a little bit of an eye opener because, you know, we, and you're right, I, th I would say most companies train on VIP groups and then team groups. So mm -hmm. communication between team and of course, then separately communication with customers. And the, the key difference um, and, and one of the greatest questions we get asked from people is, what's the difference? What should I be doing differently in my VIP group to my business page? And it's a really difficult one because when you say VIP group, and I think you really hit the nail on the head there, Mandy, people are assuming that it's a promotional space. And so they're thinking, well, how is that different to my business page? But when you use that word community, it really changes mm -hmm. that context and that feeling about the whole group as well. So if someone's sitting there thinking right now, well, but how do I set up a community versus a VIP group? You know, can you give a couple of little tips on what that could look like and how they might set something up that's not all about promoting product and sales and specials and opportunities? I would love to. And this is perfect timing because I just did a training on this exact subject on Monday, yesterday. Awesome. <laughs> so the main thing to think about is when someone is in your online community and they're going to tell their friend about your community. What are the three things you want them to say? Yeah. So if I was to say, Sam, you need to join this online community. It's really fun. It's has great information on how to get your kids to behave better or whatever. What are the three things you want people to get from your community? That's the first thing. The second thing is, exactly who is your ideal customer or your avatar and what we find and i'm sure that you have experienced this as well is that when we ask direct sellers who's your ideal customer they most of them have a response that feels like it comes from their company and it's typically something like like one of our one of our community members the other day told me anyone from the age of three to 80 years old oh, that yeah. wants to improve their health, right? So it's something really broad. Mm. And while everyone's products are applicable to a really broad range of people, we cannot connect really well with a broad range of people. Yeah. So we have to narrow that down. So when you're looking to determine who your ideal customer is, I like to tell people, think about if you could create, like you're going to build a bear and I'm, I'm assuming that they have build a bear shops all over the world where you can build this custom toy, right? Yeah. Um, but we're going to build a best friend. So you get to go into this place and design your best friend. Who is that person you would want to hang out with? Who is that person that you would want to talk on the phone with that you would do go get a glass of wine with, have game nights with, that you want to know. Yeah. Who exactly is that person? How old are they? What is their family makeup? What is their gender? What are their hobbies? Everything about them, you want to know. 
because when you design that ideal customer, that ideal best friend, and I say best friend because you, you want to attract people that you want to be around, right? Our goal is to attract people, build a community around us that is full of people that we want to be around. Yeah. So when you know exactly who that person is, you know exactly what kind of information to share with them that they will find valuable, what kind of things they will find fun and entertaining, what might motivate them, what kind of stories to share. But you have to know who that ideal customer is. And then the last piece in really getting that community really valuable is sharing a variety of types of posts in that community and utilizing if you're building a community on Facebook, utilizing Facebook live. Yeah. You need to be live in a community at least weekly, if not more. Um, and then you need to have at least five types of posts. I like to have them be educational posts, positive or motivational posts, mm -hmm. connection building posts, fun posts. And then the last one is your business or product. Yeah. But you have to have that variety. Otherwise, people stop coming. If you're only doing educational posts, if you're only doing your business posts, if you're only doing a lot of motivation, then you only hit one piece of what this group of people need. Yeah. So you have to have a lot of variety and know exactly who you're talking to. Yes. Yeah, so and you go into it a lot in the free complimentary program. Mm -hmm. Your, um, what is the URL? Your social media blueprint.com. Your social media blueprint.com. And yeah. we do give some great techniques on building an online community in that. Awesome. Well, great, I mean, great research. leads into that next question here. And I love everything that you've just said there, Mandy. And I completely agree with you on all of that. And anyone that's listened to uh, half of one of my podcasts knows how passionate we are about identifying your ideal customer and the importance of that. So I'm so glad that you touched on that. But I, I also love what you were saying about that variety um, and that that tip to, you know, what are the three things that you want people to say about you is is so powerful. I love that. Um, because that really gets you thinking about the value rather than the product. And I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. so, so it's like the reach of a Facebook ad or a YouTube ad, yeah. right? Like when you start to think about the um, intelligence of a um, media buyer, which is what they are, right, for YouTube, um, that's how you're able to find that audience. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, really interesting when you start to dive into the psychology behind it and people really understand like i'm thinking of alexa virtue uh alexa mandy you know her alexa i know uh, who you're talking about yeah, <laughs> why like a, um, a client of ours that um she was broke at one point in her life and she studied dave ramsey and um susie orman and she helps women take charge of their own strong economy and she has the most incredible tips on money and people just flock to sharing her community it has nothing to do with direct sales at all but the value that she gives them in that community just keeps mm. inviting members in and she'll do forty thousand dollars a year just into flash sales yeah. and she other than that she's really not sharing much 
pretty fascinating. Love that. And so, Steve and Mandy, I mean, you guys have mentioned a couple of times that you've got a free gift for our listeners and uh, you both work together. You do such an incredible job of building people up and helping them succeed in this business. I love hearing all of the wisdom that comes from you and, and everything that you're doing. So do you want to share with our listeners just very quickly as we wrap up, we've got our four fun questions we always ask. So I want to get to those as well. But share a little bit about your free gift and also what's the the process that you use to help people to substantially increase their business? How do you serve? I would love to. Now, our free gift, you can find it if you are listening and you just want to know where to find it. it the URL is yoursocialmediablueprint.com. And this free gift is a free webinar that you can watch. You can watch it multiple times if you like, and it covers five key areas of growing on social media. It talks about how to actually utilize social media, the basics of social media. A lot of people get stuck on some things that those of us that have been on social media a long time forget are Mm -hmm. challenging for other people. So you're going to learn the basics, the ins and outs, the updates, because we all know that social media is going to be different in a week than it is today. Mm-hmm. They change things all the time. Uh, you're going to learn about using your personal profile on social media. You're going to learn how to build relationships, how to grow an amazing online community, how to have events, virtual events that are profitable, fun, and duplicatable. Our goal with events is that you learn how to do events that when you grow your team, your team member can join today and be able to do one of these events in a few days. That's the type of events we're looking at. And then most one of the most important areas, in my opinion, is productive social media marketing. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times we talk to people or sometimes we find ourselves doing this where we've been on social media for an hour and what have we done? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> right? Because you get in the right? scroll trap, oh, God, right? Like, yeah. You I'm start watching <laughs> some reels or you watch some TikToks or things like that and you get sucked in. Yeah. We like to train you on how to do social media in small chunks of time every day. So 15-minute chunks of time, which allows the mom with toddlers to be able to squeeze in some time while the kids are playing or the person that has a nine to five job to squeeze in working their business during their lunch break or before they leave the parking lot to go home. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to help you learn how to grow your business on social media, do it in the time that you have and to leverage the time that you're spending on your business so you are getting the results you want mm-hmm. without having social media and your business overwhelm your life. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. So, guys, Let's go on to the four questions because we, 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 we've shared a lot. <laughs> and, um, well, you're gonna, everybody's going to get a lot of value from yoursocialmediablueprint.com. And I love your four questions, girl. <laughs> so we're going to get to those now. Just really quickly, everyone, we'll pop the link as well to that in the show notes. So if you are 
uh, watching this, uh, you want to grab that, you can get that there as well. So thank you for sharing that, guys. That's awesome. So let's get to those questions. So here's the first question that we love to know uh, from both of you. What's your favorite book for us to add to our accelerator book list? And by the way, there's no limits here. It can be uh, fun reading or it can be development and growth. So hit us with it. I'll go first. Um, A big passion of mine is learning how to communicate effectively with people. And one of the books that I found really impactful on that subject is Everyone Communicates, Few Connect by John Maxwell. It is a fabulous book. Um, There's obviously a lot of great um, communication books out there, but this is one that I... I just came across it in an online reading list or something. It wasn't one that I had been recommended. And I thought that book that hasn't gotten enough credit. Yeah. A lot. Everyone needs to read it and learn how to communicate. Yeah. I love that. Learn so how good. to connect. I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. So what about you, Steve? You know, my, um, I have two favorite books, but the one I want to talk to you about is um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gray, who wrote the book Eat, Pray, and Love. I will say I'm, I've been on hundreds of podcasts with my other brand. And when I get to meditation, they don't want to get off that subject. And I'm just going to tell everybody, your soul is two steps ahead of you. Whether you want to call it God, Jesus, Buddha, higher self, universe, inner guidance system. And I can't believe the things I attract in my life. Just They just show up. And it's because I'm tapping in, I'm tuning in. And that book is will throw you for a loop because what you think it's going to be in the beginning turns into something completely different. The inspiration is constantly trying to find you. And this is what, I mean, I've witnessed with so many people in, the, in, in, in my clientele, just like even Sam and her husband thinking, I'd love to have a conversation with you about how this whole vision was born. Big magic, Elizabeth Gray. I love that. Actually, it reminds me of a book that I've just finished. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one. Uh, it's called Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Have you heard of this oh. by Dan Millman? I have. Mm-hmm. Such an amazing book. And it's just so much about that that inner soul, that inner, um, yeah, loved it. And uh, if you haven't read that one, guys, uh, it's actually, it was one that was recommended by wow. somebody on this podcast two years ago and I've had it sitting on my bookshelf since because whenever a book gets recommended, I jump in, grab a copy and it goes on the, the list and we often gift them out as well. And it was one of those ones that I sent to somebody um, as a gift and that person came back and said they loved it so much. They bought 200 copies and they sent them out oh. to everyone in their team um, and they said the ripple effect of I think there's goosebumps. Yeah, I love so that. Good. <laughs> Really good one. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. So that was Big Magic and Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. So love those Mm -hmm. books. Right. Next question. We'll go with you first, Steve. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? It would be to be psychic. To be psychic. I remember remember watching this YouTube video years ago. And I'm at the gym holding back the tears. I mean, I literally had to go in the corner because this video was, um, this video represented someone walking into a restaurant and seeing everybody's pain and the compassion and empathy that we would feel. 
to be able to help people that we just, they have the game face on. Yeah. And that's what I love about this, this industry, because I had a phrase in my organization that I go in and make it better and leave. I'm not there to share a product or show a product. I'm there to give them an incredible break from the hustle and bustle of life yeah. and to hang out with friends and enjoy the real important things in life relationship. And so I would love to be able to see people's thoughts and be able to mirror them and to connect with them. I love um, that question. I love that. That's so good. So, Mandy, what about you? Same question. Um, uh, if you could have any superpower, what would that be and why? First, I love Steve's answer. And I have to tell your audience that Steve and I did not discuss these questions before now, so I didn't hear his answer until now. But it goes kind of along the same lines as my answer. I would my superpower if i could pick any superpower ever would be to be able to look at somebody and know what their personality type is and what their communication style is and several years ago i really good one i love that (laughs) i really dove into learning more about personality types and communication how different personalities communicate differently and it's been a game changer in not only in my personal life, but in my coaching practice, in my direct sales business as well, knowing these personality types Mm -hmm. and what they tend to do and how they tend to communicate or not communicate is really impactful. And being able to see that on every person right away could make life so much smoother. Wouldn't it ever? (laughs) Yeah. So much smoother and in every relationship. And isn't it, mm-hmm. isn't it just so fascinating that often the reason that we are struggling with communication with someone is simply because we communicate with them in the way that we want to be communicated with, not the way they do. Um, True. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually a really good you know, point for that. Has, Sorry. Mandy has been through, uh, she became the ambassador of our protege gold program and then the ambassador of our um million dollar protege leadership program because she just every year we just hire a coach and just keep working and working and working and growing and was so active in our community and it just it's interesting to be in this i mean you're such a great interviewer sam and i'm just in this state of deja vu that she is one of the most um has trans uh, one of the most um uh, god what do i want i don't want to say this you have transformed more than most anybody I have ever worked with. And I've worked with thousands of people. Yeah. You're always growing. You're always evolving. And for everyone that heard the beginning of your message, what a gift to have heard the end of who you've become on this pathway. Like it's just awesome. incredible. And, and we all Thank have you, that ability. Yeah. And it's, it's so great as well to have someone who's been through that journey that's now imparting that on other people too. So that's really powerful. I was just going to say as well that one of the books that helps with that whole personality side of things that we've talked about a few times uh, and is definitely one of my favorite is the five love languages. Um, Mm -hmm. And a realization that I had, particularly in marriage with Greg and working with him every day is this understanding that, you know, we're constantly looking for love in the way that we want to, sorry, we're giving love in the way that we want to receive it. And that's just 
not how the same way that everyone else receives it. And so you end up feeling like, I'm loving you, but why aren't you getting it? I'm connecting with you, but why aren't you getting it? And they're going, all I want is for you to love me and connect with me. Anyway, it's just one of the those, those you know, crazy epiphanies that you have once you read that book and you're like, oh, I get it now. I understand. So I love that. That's a really great superpower. I think you've already probably got a little bit anyway. We'll <laughs> jump to the next question, which is, what's your favorite quote, Mandy? My favorite quote, and I don't know where it originally came from, is commit to the process, detach from the outcome. Oh, that's a great one. I do love that. Me. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's such a great quote and really speaks to the fact that in life, consistency pays off. In business, consistency pays off. But when we have that focus on that end goal for too long or too, we're too focused on that end goal, we miss all these opportunities Mm -hmm. in life. Yeah. So just like when you put that address in your GPS, stop thinking about where you're going on your drive and enjoy the drive and get there. Yeah. I actually had a really great uh, uh, friend, Oscar Trimboli, that jumped in and did a podcast episode with us a while ago who said not only that, but he said his grandmother used to say to him every now and again, turn around and look at where you've come from. Um, Mm -hmm. Stop focusing on the road ahead. Look at where you are. Enjoy the road that you're on. And every now and again, just spin around and have a look at what's behind you. And that's so Mm. powerful. I love that one. What about you, Steve? You know, we have a theme happening between us three that is really valuable to all the viewers and listeners. And um, it's about really tapping in and tuning into people, you know, like how uh, the love languages, the um, every, everything that we've been talking about for the last five minutes. I have five quotes, five that I've coined. <laughs> and my favorite, well, I'm not going to share them all with you, but um, my favorite mantra quote is the value I offer is always determined by the other person. And so it's my ability to tap into curiosity. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when I think about how my animals just love me and get me because I know what they love and listening is so close to being loved. Most people can't tell the difference. So I'm always trying to tap into the intellect and the intuition and constantly there are these clues that we have, even with people that we meet for just a short period of time. Yep. And that's what Mandy has studied. She has studied a lot of personality profiles. Now, my um, one of my friends and I just we will go to an event and we know these personality profiles. It's so funny. She'll say she's a four. She's a seven. So uh, the Enneagram is what you're referring to yeah. there with the numbers. Oh, my gosh. Look yeah. at how we, all three of us, we got this. I know. We've talked about this a couple of times because I love the Enneagram. I I, we've done a lot of disc profiling and we've done a lot of other stuff, but the Enneagram is so great. So if you haven't looked into it, you can do a free assessment online with it and it's really, really eye-opening. But um, Steve and Mandy, what are your Enneagram numbers? I'm a four. I'm a nine. You're a four and you're a nine. I'm a four with a three wing. That's why I create with an audience in mind. Isn't that interesting how we start to think, right? You know? Yeah, Mandy. I love that. And the nine's the peacemaker. Yeah. So I can see that. And and Lynn. Love that. that. What are you? I'm an eight. You, I would Mm -hmm. not guess that. You know why? Because the healthier people are, they're hard. It's harder to figure out. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. There you go. Well, an eight with a, a two wing. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, can no, see I feel like we could yeah. do another podcast episode right now just talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, um, and if you, by the way, if you ask Greg, he'll go, no, she's an eight. She's fiery. There's the. <laughs> yeah. You just got to know the right I love people. my eight clients, mm-hmm. man, because they're just, they, they say it straight. I love it yeah, straight. Yeah, they get stuff I done, I love right? how straight they are. You just say it, say it straight. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone loves that. I'm just going to put it uh, out there. I do. Um, I do. Why would anybody <laughs> so, not want that? Why do you want to figure it out? Like, I just, I, I like. Tell me what you're feeling. Let's not beat around the bush, right? Tell me what you need. I love that. So last question, final question, probably my my favourite is, and we'll start with you, Mandy. If you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, Mandy, Mm. what would that be? The one thing I would say to my past self, and I want to preface this by saying I've been through a lot of, just like everyone, I've been through a lot of struggles in life and a lot of... um, really impactful moments that could have that could have had a really negative spin on my life and at the time i went through with uh the mindset of what good is coming from this now if i could go back and i don't regret any i i'm not a person that has regrets in my life everything that happened good or bad has gotten me to where i am today Mm. And if everything didn't happen exactly the way it did, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Mm. But I would still tell myself, don't listen to that voice in your head. That voice in your head that's trying to keep you stuck where you are today, that's telling you you're not um, ready, you're not good enough, you're not, you know, that job's not for you, that opportunity's not for you, that you need to stay here and stay safe. Stop listening to that voice. Yeah. Because that voice's job, that, and, you know, we call it your gremlin a lot. Um, well, I call gremlin. it my inner bully. I've, I've done yes. episodes just on this voice, right? My yes. inner bully. Yeah. It <laughs> is only there to keep you stuck where you are today yeah. because it is comfortable with where you are today. It knows mm-hmm. what to expect, it knows what's going to happen. And as a nine, it's been really challenging to battle that inner voice because I don't like to get out of my comfort zone. <laughs> my comfort zone is here. I'm comfortable yeah. here. I like to know what's happening. I like to know what to expect. Yeah. But when I've told that voice that I'm not going to listen to it mm. and I go forward and I challenge that boundary, great things have always come from it. Yeah, that's such a good one. I love mm. that. Um, Steve. Mine's simple. Live your highest excitement. I remember going through my coaching certification and I was just wowed by this coach that was doing a whole module on self-expression and fulfillment coaching. And she said, you know, it's easy to always think there's something to solve. And she said, when you can celebrate your client's successes, they'll create more of it. And she said, empower choices, bring rich fulfillment that permeate into self-expressed aliveness. And I leaned forward and I said, what? Can you say that again? You know, I'm going back like 30 years. And she just, I, I, I thought, wow, she said, think about it. When people are self-expressed and they're living the highest excitement, they feel fulfilled. And when they feel fulfilled, it's because they're making empowering choices. 
know thyself, live a life that's true for you and all and everything that you want, you will attract. Yeah. So good. I love that so much. And look, guys, I just, I know we have to wrap up now, but it's been, oh, it's been so much fun. And I feel like we've opened up a few little cans of worms there that we could have gone off on some fun tangents and kept going. So, um, look, thank you so much both for joining us. I know it's, it's late night there where you guys are. Um, obviously one of the beauties of this world that we live in now is that through technology, um, there are no barriers and, uh, and, and I've been able to connect with you both. And of course, have our listeners connect with you. So thank you so I'm much, so Steve and Manny, for thank taking you. time out today. Thank you. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. So, look, thanks as well, of course, to all of our listeners. Um, so great to have you tuning in again today. And um, make sure that you go and grab that blueprint. We'll put the the link in the show notes, of course. Uh, and reach out and connect with these guys if you want to know a little bit more and you want to find out a bit more about what they're about. Amazing little duo here. And I know that these guys have got a lot to impact this uh, industry as they have been doing for a long time. So thank you again so much for both honoring me with your time today. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week and we'll see you again on the podcast next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.